Hello, and welcome back to Is This Still Good, a podcast that was actually about the friends we made along the way. I'm Sage. I'm Gavin. And Gavin, what do we actually do on this podcast? Uh, We remove nostalgia goggles and revisit wonderful things from our childhood to see if they're still wonderful. Very good. And is it is it just us doing that, the, the two of us? Occasionally we bring along people to join in the conversation. Did we do that today? Hi, uh, I'm Campbell Winslow. Welcome to my podcast. It's all mine. And oh, shit. <laughs> here I've got uh, two guests here that just introduced themselves. He's we have uh, dominance. <laughs> uh, Campbell, great to have you back returning from the Treasure Planet episode. We have two more guests yeah. as okay, well cool. that may pop in unless they stop yowling outside of my window. Are you, are you sure that sentient crocodiles didn't just, you know, roll up and... We do have Kremlings outside. And uh, that masterful segue is what we're talking about today. We are talking about Donkey Kong Country, 1994? Mm. Why don't I ever know when things are? Yes. Yes. November. <laughs> Clear autumn Oh, what a day. night. Yeah. <laughs> now, Campbell, yeah. we didn't we didn't go too much into your history on the Treasure Planet episode because I was saving it for when we actually talk about video games because mm. that is the spot in my mind that you, you fill. <laughs> I don't have a closer relationship with someone who likes video games more than you. I do like so video games. Where did where did that start? It, it's it's funny. Um I actually like video games probably 200 times more than I actually play them or have played them. <laughs> Explain. Um, well, just now, like as an adult, it's harder to find time, that's all. But uh, but as a kid growing up, video games kind of raised me, you know, in a weird way. Like um, I was raised mostly by my mom who, you know, as a single mom had to make, you know, all the money for, for us and would teach uh, all the time. And she was always busy and, and not always away from home, but often. She would get home late, and I was just at home, kind of just doing my own thing. And so, to entertain myself, uh, she got me a Super Nintendo. It was the very first console I ever had, and so that was a pretty big, uh, it was a pretty big deal for me playing uh, Super Mario World as a kid. Um, just really sucking, just being terrible at <laughs> Super Mario World was a big part of my childhood. And then, when, and then when I'm... It's relatable. Yeah. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Kids are just really bad at video games. It's funny that, it, like, they're made for them, you know? I Super Mario World was so hard, <laughs> and then I finally got a hold of a copy in college, and, like, I beat it without yeah. dying. Yeah, I, I did oh, beat that crazy. game in college as well, and I was like, what was wrong with me? <laughs> See, I still with... haven't revisited it, so I just remember going over to people's houses and dying 
consistently. Mm-hmm. And that's my memory of Super Mario World. I could not wrap my... So that final fight with Bowser, uh, where he's like launching things out of his little oh. hot air balloon device. Yeah, it's cloud- I just could it's not cloud- wrap my head around the <laughs> idea of picking them up and throwing them in the air. I would watch people do it. And I'm like, I don't know how to do this. And they'd explain it to me. And I was like, nah. I don't understand. <laughs> Wait a minute. No, hold on a second. Mario, he jumps on people. You can't fool me. <laughs> yeah. That's that's not a shtick. You can't, like, punch people through fences or into the other inventive, I mean, inventive ways in that game. to be fair to your childhood selves, changing up the way the game is played that late is pretty cheap. On the last level some, of a some, some, level some bad game. game design, I would say. <laughs> That's true. I don't think there's any other point in the game where you pick up a, a pick up a corpse and throw it at, an, at yeah. a reptile. Oh, oh, nonsense. You're calling a, a mainline Mario game bad game design. I hope you're ready for your inbox. <laughs> So, uh, that's right. How- At hold for plane. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it's happening. This is how I get famous. <laughs> anyway, it's fine. That's good. But I, I wanted to share too because this might be interesting. Um, video games for me were not just an escape, but but initially they started that way because when I uh, when I moved, I moved like twelve times when I was a kid, and one of those times we I moved from California to Nevada. And so it's not even just like a different school or a different town, but it's a whole other yeah. state, right? And so I didn't know anybody or have really anything else to do. So as a as a moving gift, my mom got me a GameCube and and an old Dreamcast that somebody didn't want. I always I got these consoles like five or six years after they came out. Um, they weren't like the one of the time, you know. Yeah, no, I was the same way. Every I like had a Game Boy pocket i think Mm. when the game boy color came out and then every time a new playstation came out i'd get the old generation nice yeah i think that's the right way to go like even nowadays um (laughs) it just seems like a financially wise decision yeah yeah you know uh single single mom as well uh and also moved a lot and i remember giving up on like just being tired of making new friends and Mm. realizing i'd move again in like a year and being right. <laughs> yeah. I so I, I kind of, I, I feel that. What, what, um, for me, I, I want to say, and then I want to ask you, I'm curious for, for me, when I moved, like video games were first an escape because I didn't really have friends or whatever, but then I started making friends and I started ma- using that as a tool to make them for, for me, a huge one, um, in, I want to say like middle school was super smash brothers melee. And then also again mm-hmm. in college, um, when I got good at the, or well, when I thought I got good at the game, <laughs> you yeah. know, like making lots of friends and enemies. It's a good way to test and build friendships for sure. Mm. I like NFL blitz for me was a really big one. <laughs> um, that like, and I, I didn't get an N64 until probably college, but I do remember just like having friends houses and like going over for like sleepovers and shit and super smash bros, NFL blitz. Uh, Rush, the Rush series was big for us. Mm, okay. You know, especially like Rush San Francisco or whatever it was. You <laughs> those, know. Are, those are fun. Hometown I, Pride. I think those are, <laughs> what is what is Rush? Game. You've never played Rush? I don't think so. What kind of game is it? Well, you're, you're a fan of Burnout, right? Yes. It's not dissimilar from that. It's like a ma- it's definitely a precursor to that. It's like a earlier racing game that put an emphasis on the crashes um, and was just kind of nuts. 
Now, in in Rush, do you play as a person in a car, or do you play as the car? Oh, you're because a car. Because I'm pretty you, certain Burnout Paradise is just a car. You play as the band Rush. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that way? Are would, we talking about a different game? I'm sorry. Why not? Like Aerosmith and Kiss had like arcade games <laughs> yeah, back did. in the day. Yeah, I was also uh, one of the people who would have to go over to other friends' houses to play, or I would borrow Game Boys, like, very early games that I remember. Pokemon Red was probably the first game I ever really mm. sunk my teeth into, because my friend left for a month when I was seven and just, just let me use his Game Boy. Wow, and, uh, that's I cool. managed to beat that whole game probably three times in that time. <laughs> I remember, I'm sure we'll get into it later, uh, but with, like, the save systems of early games, especially, like, on Game Boy, I remember playing Kirby's Dreamland on a friend's Game Boy while we were camping, and I didn't know how to save, so I just left the game on. Oh, well, that just doesn't work. Ruined her battery. <laughs> she was so mad, <laughs> and rightfully so. Oh man! Yeah, I remember taking that it's Game serious. Boy out on on the boat, and uh, we were playing Super Mario Two: The Lost Coins or something. Secret of the we Games. ran out of batteries, but uh, my dad's, you know. A man, so he managed to put. He managed to rig like a like a C battery, one of the larger ones, D, sure. and some oh, some cool. wires, and put something <laughs> together. Something that I might be able to do, but I wouldn't do it with confidence that I might ruin no, the system. No, that sounds like a good way to break a Game Boy. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> yeah, no, you, I've done this. I've had to do this before, and you guys, this is a thing. This is a <laughs> actual real life hack. Um. The the all those batteries all with the le- different letters they all have the same like voltage. There's just different like you know sizes amounts of and, juice basically. Yeah. So like you can take AAA batteries, put them in a double A slot, and just stuff one of the ends with tin foil, and that'll work just fine. <laughs> you heard it here, kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stick the and actually the fork um, in the <laughs> in the outlet. That is how you can get really cool hairdos for free. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, basically. If you're doing that in one hand and you're just holding a Game Boy in the other, will, it will charge will the Game charge Boy. The ga- this is true. You need to have rechargeable <laughs> batteries. Yeah, like it won't just it won't just. Work. All right, so you have you have a Super Nintendo and you've moved to Nevada and you're using it to make all sorts of friends. Is that well? That's that, is that where the we're at. GameCube is how I made friends and enemies uh, with like like melee and oh and with Sonic Adventure Battle Two, which is like a great title. Well, what is that game? I've heard that title like once before, and I just don't so understand do what's know, happening. Do you know Sonic Adventure? No. Oh, okay. I know who I know who Sonic is. Yeah. So Sonic Adventure. It, well, you know Sonic, the original games on the Genesis, probably. Then I, I've played one or two of them briefly. Yeah. They were they weren't quite my thing, but I respect their place in history and weird internet history. Well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, they definitely are a part of the zeitgeist, whether or not you like it. <laughs> Sonic's around. Oh yeah, yeah. But the the so so just like uh, all of the famous uh, IPs, uh, intellectual properties of the uh, like 90s that transitioned into the 3D gaming world. Sonic had to do that too. Um, and that's that was the game that Sonic went from, that Sonic really went from 2D to 3D. And, and that was on mm-hmm. the Sega Dreamcast. It has not aged well. <laughs> it was a pretty good game at the time, but... I think I remember Dreamcast being my least favorite controller ever. Mm. Oh, disagree. And Interesting. Then, hard disagree. Interesting. And take. then I think the Xbox came out and basically ripped it off mm-hmm. with their first version of the controllers. And I remember yep. 
being really mad because Halo, I could tell, was going to be a very fun, enjoyable game. <laughs> but like putting that first controller in my hand, I'm like, how the fuck are we going from like, you know, I've been playing PlayStation for generations now of uh, consoles and you're going to hand me, you ripped off Sega Genesis? The fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Well, if you had played Sonic Adventure, you would know that with the Dreamcast controller, you had a tiny, uh, tiny <laughs> secondary game inside of it where you could walk your chows around. And I, you could, I do remember you could basically do Tamagotchi existing oh, in that game. Now that God. I because I, I, I read so cool, I read more video game magazines than I actually played video games for a good portion of my life. <laughs> sure, I don't know yeah. how I got the subscription to Nintendo Power, especially just having a Game Boy. But uh, <laughs> read about a lot of games that I'd never play or be able to own. Campbell, did you have Nintendo Power? Oh, yes. Are you kidding me? They were or fantastic. They honestly, Nintendo Power was uh, a big part of my life as a kid because... That tracks. Yeah, well, honestly, it's, it's, it's true. And uh, Nintendo Power and Game Informer. Those were big. Those were, I was big on those. Hard-hitting journalism. Honestly, they were really funny writers. Like, especially, like, a Game Informer, particularly. And I also liked how they, like, there was fan art. So, I don't know. It kind of made me feel like I was part of a whole, uh, like, a bigger community before there was internet. I joke, but yeah. I do remember that feeling for sure. Yeah. yeah. Before my parents got a computer that could handle non-text-based internet in, I don't know, 96 or something. Internet Explorer kind of jumped on the scene in 95. And then suddenly you had answers to all of the questions <laughs> you had about how to beat games or all the secrets in Pokemon or whether or not there was really a Pokemon office you had to go through all these <laughs> things to go to. There's not. It turns out there's not. <laughs> Although most of the internet will still tell you that there is, um, it's kind yeah. of it's kind of like being initiated into a fraternity. You have to like be pranked in order to uh, like that's how you're a gamer. Oh, you know what? Something interesting that you guys might relate to. Um, so you know how people sort of like form their identities in college often. Sure, sure. Um, I didn't realize till just now that I did that with video games because like I had some of these as a kid. But I started collecting these things in college. That's when I got an N64 and an NES and all the ones I didn't have growing so up. So when you say these things, you mean video games and video game consoles? Yeah. So what kind of what kind of video game re related paraphernalia might you hypothetically collect, Campbell? Oh, Do you have a power glove? Is that what man, we're getting to? Are you guys gonna really get me started on that? Okay. Well, I have every Game Boy that there ever was, every kind. Do you have the VR one or whatever that that's was called? That's not a Game Boy. That's a virtual that's a boy. That's a virtual boy. That doesn't count. Are you, doesn't come have on. a game of the day. <laughs> come on. <laughs> I did want one, but they're kind it's of It's like expensive. calling a Switch a Game Boy. <laughs> so I, I did I did want one, but they're expensive, and there's only three games, and two of them suck, and they're very good at um, giving yeah. headaches and inducing nausea. I think I've, I've put one on once, and I remember <laughs> never feeling so uncomfortable in my life. Mm, it changed They you. don't even have Super Hot. No, that was uh, that was uh, uh, Virtual Boy Two. <laughs> um, but like, so do you have a power glove? Is that where we're? I feel like that's the test. I don't. I'm trying to get him to talk about amiibos. I do have amiibos, <laughs> so yeah, I'm actually I'm looking at my collection of every single Super Smash Brothers amiibo. That's to my left. Um, it's a problem. So explain to me what an amiibo is. Oh boy, uh, it's a little figurine. <laughs> 
I feel like I'm just getting dragged here, but uh, no, this, not is, this, is, this is loving, and I'm genuinely curious. <laughs> I'm I don't actually fully know. Okay, all right, and right. I believe our audience might not either. Yeah, that's so. true. This is true. I okay. barely know what an amiibo is. So, to be completely honest. <laughs> okay, so what Nintendo did is they made uh, they spent decades making all these wonderful games with these wonderful characters that have a cult following. And then they made these little plastic figurines of them uh, to take advantage of that uh, love and that care mm-hmm. <laughs> and that community. Um, and they're they're fairly detailed. These little figurines, these little um, like you know toys, basically that are not posable. They're just kind of like a little painted figure. And like in the, mini statues. Yeah, like a little tiny statue you can display. Um, and they have these little. NFC chips in the base where they have a little bit more functionality in the game. I think that the statue part of it is worth the value enough just because I'm a very um, tactile person as a 3D artist. That's like, I have a lot of appreciation for 3D art and 3D forms. So that's enough for me. But they also have this function where you can like tap tap them to your console, uh, your game console, whether it's a Wii U or a new 3DS. or a switch um and you can like interact with your game in different ways so like if you play super smash brothers um you can take one of them and you can sort of bring them into the game and fight them in in the game and train them to get better so they're they're basically the thing that you put in the dreamcast controller yeah well, yeah. I mean, I like this bit, and I really want to play with you in this space, but I'm way too close to the source material. <laughs> <laughs> so, I wasn't even doing a bit. Like, I was just realizing that. If there was mean, something I had rehearsed, kind of... I would know what that device is called. Mm. They remind me of, like, Pokemon, but instead of, like, but you have to, like, buy card packs is what I'm kind of getting the vibe of. Is that... Kind of, except it's not random. Um, right, you know what it is. That would be terrible. Yeah, <laughs> it's. I mean, they could be cheaper and they'd be random, but I don't know. Yeah, I feel like you could get an amiibo out of a uh, like a glass box at a mall that would come oh, in a little oh tiny uh, clear egg or something. Dude, that you wouldn't know which one you're getting. Already hard enough to get them. I don't know if you guys were like <laughs> around for the amiibo craze when they first started coming out, but holy crap, they would release. I mean, I was probably alive. <laughs> well, you are alive, wasn't. but you just, that's true. I mean, define, like, define, a, like, awake, you know, what is conscious? Like, With all your appendixes. Right. That's right, how right. I'm defining mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the amiibo craze was uh, in the era of an appendix full, Gavin. Oh, yeah, I gave, I gave up a lung for one of these suckers. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> Black market. Just mm-hmm. No, really though, uh, it was really hard to get them. Like you, they, they would release two on the same day in exclusives in different stores, and the, in each store, this is like you have to run from Walmart to GameStop. No, you couldn't. It was impossible because on opening there was a line out the door of ten people, and they only had three mm-hmm. of them in stock, and so you needed to like pay one of your friends to. Like, or to buy, go to the other store. Yeah, that's the only way you could yeah, actually... Yeah, to camp out with walkie-talkies because you couldn't, you know, <laughs> you had to camp out alone. Oh, yeah. On top of it all. Mm-hmm. Jesus wow. Christ, was every Friday Black Friday for you? <laughs> uh, every third Friday, yeah. <laughs> right. So my, my final question on this, so if you're playing like Super Smash Bros, right, and you have an amiibo for Mario, mm-hmm. like, do you get an alternate costume? Oh, um, not in that game, but some games, like, if you okay. bring, like, um, let me try to think of an example, but, um, you could, you could put, like, a, like, a Link or a Legend of Zelda amiibo on the console for Breath of the Wild, and then it'll, like, 
items, random items will fall from the sky. <laughs> some of them are costumes, some of them are just like food or something. Mm. Um, so it depends on the game. There's different functionality. They're very creative with how they implemented them. In Super Smash Brothers, it's specifically like that fighter, like comes into the game as a an advanced AI robot that you fight against. So you can oh, just yeah. instant catch any of them the way it kind of feels like in the new game? Kind of. I mean, you're just... They're like opponents, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a, a follow-up question jumping before Amiibo. So your your mom buys you an SNES, mm-hmm. um, and are you then just alone in that? Does, uh, do you, did your parents ever play video games? So this is a great... I see where you're uh, leading me to this, because I think you know the answer, and I like that. That's fun. Um, my mom is a G. She's very cool. <laughs> um... I, as a as a, a stupid little kid, like, was bad at video games. Not only was I bad at video games, but, like, when I played Pokemon, I couldn't read well. I don't know what's going on. And that's 90% of that game is reading, <laughs> you know? You're not wrong. So uh, she would actually play the game a little bit and figure out how to do it and then, like, help me. It was really super cool. So your mom became, like, that stereotypical older brother who would beat the level for you? Yeah, yeah, in a way, until I got better than her, and then she stopped playing because she didn't mm-hmm. like... She, she couldn't She couldn't take that. Sure, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. yeah. She actually recently, you guys remember Pokemon Go uh, a few years ago, um, she got really into that, and there's been a... <laughs> she's had this resurgence, a renaissance, if you will, in my mom of video games. And she started... I gotta share this with you, this is great. She started playing this new Harry Potter game once her, the Pokemon one died down. And in the Harry Potter one, they actually have a class system. Like in World of Warcraft, there's like a fighter. Oh, like India? Well, uh, Sorry. <laughs> no, a little different. But they, they have a class system where like, you know, there's a fighter, there's a healer, there's a um, like a support. You, you get the idea. And then there's a tank, right? And so, and, oh, and it's multiplayer. It's a, it's an MMO in a way um, where she has to play online with randos or with people that she like coordinates with on Discord. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy to me because now my mom's coming to me and she's complaining like, oh my God, these fucking plebs don't know how to like coordinate. They don't even know how to play the roles. And she sounds like some <laughs> salty Overwatch player. <laughs> yeah. It's wild. It's absolutely surreal. But I remember I, I moved in <laughs> when I first moved down to LA, my roommate was deep into Pokemon Go and had like a discord going with rant with like random people that they would meet up and hop in each other's cars and drive <laughs> around doing raids which is like very silly but like i see the beauty in it especially as someone who just moved to los angeles and oh is like God. i don't know anybody this town is too big i don't know where anything is or where anything happens and i'm watching my roommate who's invited who's inviting me to do this with him and like you know very kind I could not hang. I was just like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand this. Yeah. Yeah. It, it takes, I think it's very special. It does take a certain kind of person to be like. Yeah. No. And I, like, I thought it was totally lovely. And like, and stuff. I remember going to like the Sprint store. I had to like get my phone repaired and outside there was, I guess, a gym or something. And there was like a crowd of like 30 people. Uh, and my phone was like, I looked at it and it had 2%. And I was like, I would try and join on this, but like. I didn't charge my phone, and so I can't be social. Oh yeah, you absolutely need a battery if you're gonna if you're gonna be a, a Pokemon master. See, I'm a Pokemon chump, you know. Pokemon pleb. Yeah, <laughs> can't hang. So, do you think he's qualified to talk about Donkey Kong Country, or should we wait and get a real gamer? <laughs> <laughs> I think. I mean, 
how about we'll, we'll do the episode and then you can decide <laughs> after and we'll just cut it all and make it a 25 minute episode love yeah. it all right and so if it ends here you know that i i couldn't hack it <laughs> <laughs> we'll throw it to you on part two later <laughs> where does donkey kong fall in the in your memories i wish i wish it had fallen earlier um i want to say at one point i had older sisters <laughs> um are they okay? oh no like, yeah that's, what i it? love saying that because <laughs> it's very simple my mom uh married a guy and he had daughters and then they got divorced and now i don't have those relatives anymore but there's this mm-hmm. weird like four year period in my life where i had two older sisters <laughs> um and they had a super nintendo and uh they i think got me into this game a little bit i, I might have played it barely at all but when I really started playing it was after my dad sold my Super Nintendo and I decided I was going to start collecting these things again to get them all back. Um, I found it at a, a thrift store and and I found the game in the console for like, I don't know, 30, 40 bucks, something like that. I was like, yes, let's do this. <laughs> Can you, just for just for my understanding of, of time and place, what uh, Nintendo system was the newest out when you bought your second Super Nintendo? Oh, the second Super Nintendo. Great question. Probably the Wii. If it wasn't... Hmm. I think the Wii was just about to come out. Um, okay. I'm not cool. sure what year that was. Probably 2000... The, the, one, something. the one for me or the one for you? <laughs> is that is that the one for me? the Wii, Wii is a plural? No, this is... Okay, for everybody listening who didn't get that, it's a very good joke, but you have to understand the terrible marketing name... <laughs> Of the, the amount of times Campbell has said a <laughs> sentence similar to that. <laughs> yeah, okay, so this is a good joke. You just have to understand is it because it. of the Wii U. <laughs> yes, it's because of the Wii U. It's ba- yeah. So it's a bad good joke, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I I don't feel that's it why rich they keep for tuning the in. Last, the last thirty seconds have been nothing but pain for me. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's not great. But I kind of blame Nintendo, honestly. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a terrible, terrible name for a console. Most people thought it was an add-on. <laughs> that's yeah that's definitely how i read it i was mm-hmm. like you get that second controller part for and then like i'm assuming it takes you like we university is what i was understanding <laughs> i always think they should have just put like a third eye in and just left it at that we yeah we should have called it all this confusion us it's actually we i like the name no, nobody. All right. Well, that's still Nintendo's fault. <laughs> and did you did you beat this game? I did. I didn't. That's right. That's that's funny. Uh, not as a child, but I played it before the episode. And thanks to the Switches, uh, it's on the Switch, by the way, for those of you listening. That's right. And if you have Nintendo Online, Switch Online, or whatever they call it, you too can play Donkey Kong Country. Play along with the podcast. <laughs> we'll probably do like one at a time. I think it'd be hard to. This is this is kind of a difficult game. I think. No, this <laughs> is also, a riff track. So we're gonna you... do it along with their play. <laughs> if through... you, and if you mute that game, <laughs> you're now. missing so much of the magic because mm. the score might be my favorite thing about it it's in a good. in a game that I do enjoy quite a bit. But let's let's oh, back to where we were. <laughs> where were we? Something about we're just talking about our childhood playing. I think we were talking about Wii University. University. (laughs) We're talking about a lot of things. It's kind of the problem with this podcast. Uh, Donkey Kong Country, you had just picked up in a in a pawn shop. Yeah, yeah, and I got into uh, I got into like the ice 
stages, and then mm-hmm. uh, it was just so. That's pretty. That's work. late game. Yeah. 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 I guess so. There's like three worlds after that. I learned, but but it, but um before the podcast um I, I I hadn't I hadn't beat it, and I was like, oh man, we're recording the podcast soon. Uh, but I was like, okay, I gotta crunch. I gotta crunch this video, my video game homework, and finish this game because I don't want to be the expert that they have, the quote unquote expert that they have on, and be the only person who hasn't beat it. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, we did ask for your uh, BA from Wii University, and uh, I'm still waiting on those transcripts. <laughs> Honestly, the degree I did get is about as useful, so. <laughs> oh, boy. But yeah, no, I beat it I beat it uh, last night, <laughs> so. Oh, wow, down to the wire. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was surprised. I, I was uh, using the Switch's uh, cheat, basically, where you can um, save the game at any time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I was able to to beat it in like yeah. a few hours. I was familiar with that from like I don't know if either of you have gotten into into emulators mm. much, but like the Free State system, uh, which I think they have in like Mame and like the Super Nintendo emulators and all those, uh, is interesting seeing that on a console. It it felt so right and so wrong at the same time. <laughs> well, if they're gonna do it, I mean, it's what it is. It's an emulator, basically. Yeah, totally. You know? So, like, I, I feel like that's I feel like that's the right way to do it. If you're gonna have that, have all the features, you know. Like, we're paying yeah. twenty bucks a year for this. I'm a, I'm a, in a pretty similar boat where I also so I always played it at my friend's house. Uh, Donkey Kong Country is one of the first games I truly fell in love with, and I even remember uh, going to try to to try to buy an SNES to try to figure out if if I was actually gonna spend my money, the $100 it cost or whatever, with, mm. with Donkey Kong. Mm-hmm. And I went to a Fred Meyers, the electronics section, and the 64 had just come out. And they were demming Super Mario 64. And I was not having it. <laughs> I was very oh. upset. I was like, I would like to play Donkey Kong Country. What is this bullshit? <laughs> can I, I... I did not care that there was a 3D game out. <laughs> can, can I talk for a second on, on that, specifically? <laughs> Like, can I talk for the second name of this podcast? Can I? T- <laughs> Whoa! Oh, I like that. I might steal that. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like it's sixty seconds long, and it's just sixty people who get to talk for one second. It's really <laughs> awful. Never mind. It's hard to that. schedule. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but the so the about what you're saying with these um, the the three D consoles, the, it's amazing to me the jump in the quality of aesthetics. From 1995 to 1996, it's crazy because I, I like a lot of those early 3D games. They don't look good. They did not hold up. Um, Except for I would argue Super Mario 64 has got some stuff going for it still. It does. But I but I I definitely feel that Goldeneye is hard to look at. Uh, yeah. Uh, I love NFL Blitz, but like the first N64 port of that, the first PlayStation port of that is a little hard to look at for for some time you know they mm. improved greatly over the next three or four years yeah it's crazy even with the same the console graphics. yeah yeah i mean yeah that it wasn't just the hardware but like the, the capabilities of the software um but but that's what i wanted to talk about with the the super nintendo this was like the golden age of pixel art people were doing amazing mm-hmm. things with pixel art graphics uh in in that span of like five years from like 91 to 96 97 ish maybe if you want to include 
uh, Kirby's Dream Land 3. <laughs> I, uh, I watched uh, a compilation of every game of the year. Uh, I don't know what their metric was, but uh, some magazines game of the year, and they just show a clip from every single one uh, from, I don't know, from Pong to like Uncharted 4. And it's, I mean, every year does look significantly better, but that period especially just had an insane jump. And then the fires here just afterwards going from, all right, we tried 3D to, all right, we're pretty sure this is what 3D actually looks like, <laughs> to, all right, we got it. Here's, a, here's the first Uncharted. Right. Yeah. And then you just, you just incrementally make things look better from there. Oh, man. It's wild. Yeah, it's definitely been, like, like developers have been grasping at better graphics every single time they do anything. So, do you guys want to talk a second about the graphics for this game? I do have that kind of scheduled for later. Okay. I wanna... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we, we're, on a, we're on a schedule. Mm. I have to AD this. Mm, okay, hold on. Um, and I'm not AD. done talking about my experience with Tom. Here, I'll do my... Here, I'll set my timer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, there we go. I'm ready. Good bit, good bit. So I too only made it to the ice world, <laughs> partially because I didn't have the game, but also as I discovered in my last playthrough, that's the hardest part of the game. It got significantly easier after that. It's possible I was just better, because um, that is what happens in video games. But I also used the save state a lot, and I I justify that uh, because. So Donkey Kong has a weird save system where you can save in the middle <laughs> of the worlds and you have to get to a certain point. Otherwise, you just have to start back at the beginning, not counting the checkpoints. Yeah. And the truth go is you Candy can... Candy Kong's uh, yeah. <laughs> sweet shop. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. And the truth is you can always go back to the beginning of the game and play the first few levels and, you know, get 40 lives if you know what mm -hmm. you're doing. If you're willing to just spend 20 minutes each time before you try the world again. And the, the way I played the save system is, first off, just that. Making certain, like, if I lost a life, I would just go back to my save spot. I would go back to the checkpoint immediately without having to boot up again. Uh, or without having to go back and do all those lives. Because that's not a... That's, that shouldn't be a part of the game. That wouldn't be a part of the game today. That's not how games are made anymore. And the second thing was whenever some bullshit thing happens that you just you just have to know how the level went, the first time I would let myself like reset 10 seconds. Because it's not okay to go through a level and then something flies off of screen and you actually have to start jumping before it appears on screen. <laughs> did, did you guys notice how... Uh, yeah, I agree, by the way. I actually used it way more liberally than you. And I'm the I'm the gamer... Or whatever. You so. also had way more of a crunch. We beat this week's ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is true. Yeah, I wanted to finish it in a night, so I definitely yeah, was if, using it hard hardcore. If I had to beat it before a podcast, I would cheat like shit. Yeah, oh I cheated so much. But but <laughs> did you guys like how at the end, right before the exit where you complete a level, every single time without fail, something would come from fucking nowhere to try and get you? Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know if that's that's a degree of difficulty that games were back then, or if that's just like artificial game lengthener because these games aren't that long. Well, I, yeah, I think I think that's what they did. I think that probably. they were using it to like increase the value of the game. So like that thing in each level makes the game like twenty dollars more valuable. I mean, even now, that's a metric that I see a lot of people use, and it always kind of like it's one of those things that like open world. And like the amount of hours that a game takes mm. are something that you will see in reviews and see in like people justifying costs. 
and neither one of those are selling points to me to be honest yeah i should uh, i should yeah, have paid it was when i was a kid and now mm. i would just rather have a tight you know three to eight hour story game it's for people for the who most part. To justify gaming as a entertainment source still yeah. yeah, or just, I don't know, my relationship with money is significantly different as an adult than when I mm-hmm. was 12. Mm, that's I true. mean, you're still justifying, like, at, at current, I would say, like, a $60, that's about how much game, like, the new, the newest version of Donkey Kong Country, Tropical Freeze, mm. is still 60 bucks. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's a, that's a Nintendo thing, they just don't, yep. yeah, the new version of Tropical Freeze, which is just a port of the earlier version, so the game's actually, like, six or seven years old at this point, <laughs> I'm just like saying that's just how Nintendo does it. A new game costs sixty bucks. Yeah, but with any other system, within a year, it costs twenty bucks. True. It's weird how Pokemon Red still costs sixty dollars on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> well, those classic games, especially during a pandemic where there's even more of a demand mm-hmm. for that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know if Nintendo is that uh, cutthroat with their old old properties, but uh, I don't know. That's how the market works. Gavin, did you have this game? Um, so again, I did not, I, I right. did it much more in the Sage version of this where like, I still remember like the living room that I sat in and played it at, uh, was my buddy Sean Hiller's house back in San Francisco. But I was also playing mainly on every other weekend would be when I'd potentially see Sean. Cause I, you know, that would be in staying with my dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, yeah, I, barely played this game but i still have like fond memories of like specifically um jumping in minecarts and being like this is insane right <laughs> that was so that feels so good <laughs> when you get it think down about minecarts yeah. for 20 years yeah but like i i definitely did not play really even sequentially i probably just hopped on my friend's save and he just made me not mess it up you know that that vibe <laughs> <laughs> do you remember how far you made it now that's that what, that's what I'm saying. Like I have no idea because I oh. wasn't I wasn't playing through it. Oh yeah, like, it wasn't your save, so it doesn't. Oh yeah. okay. Yeah. So you just remember a little bit of everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I had no idea there were two more worlds after the ice level. <laughs> I think it's after I the three glacier world. Is there? Two? Uh, is there just, just like two? two, and then the last one's a little bit longer, and then you've got some very difficult bosses mm. i want to uh i want to rewind i'm putting a little rewind sound that's my rewind sound. Gross. It's, it's, i don't like yeah. it yes yeah. i don't like that either gotta, and i apologize gotta... to everyone who is wearing headphones especially <laughs> <laughs> uh because i think it's pretty common knowledge that this is this is not the first donkey kong game but this is a drastic reinvention mm. so i wanted to ask uh gavin that's uh, me does the name shigeru Miyamoto? which I'm sure I'm mispronouncing, mean anything to you? Um, for sake of argument, no. Well, now I just think you're lying to me. <laughs> no, he's arguing with you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Campbell? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a guy. Uh, he's a big deal. Uh, he is Mario's daddy. Um, <laughs> they call him Mario Daddy? Oh, yeah. yeah. Daddy Kong. Or, or, or Jumpman at the time, actually. Um, they call him Jump Daddy. Jump Daddy, yeah. No, so I'm he called Jump Daddy. Bro. He, he, he invented uh, the Kong Donkey. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, he's he's Nintendo Stanley. Oh, essentially, that's he's well got a hand in it. He's he was the director of several of the most important Nintendo games, including the original Legend of Zelda, yeah. uh, Donkey Kong, several of the early Mario's, uh, Mario sixty four, and most importantly, Excite Bike. 
But, <laughs> Ooh, that's exciting. I mean, and then he had a hand in everything else as either producer or designer. So while he didn't, I don't think he directed a Kirby game, he certainly had a hand in it. And this one as well, he did not direct Donkey Kong Country, right. but he was uh, an advisor. I don't know what capacity that is any more than I know how much Stanley actually worked I mean, on any of the 80 comics he's associated with. I can with. comment on that if you want to. Oh, yes, I've been please. taking, I've been, when you were saying Stanley, I was like, is that like a guy who invented <laughs> pinball or something? Stanley. Stanley. His, oh, everybody I'm wait, does I'm Stanley. waiting for you to tell me his last name, like. Come on, man. Oh, you know Stanley. You're acting like I know. <laughs> the late, great Stanley. 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 That's good. I like that. That's fun. Um, but no, he, he was an advisor for Donkey Kong Country, uh, just purely aesthetically. I'm, I'm barely certain. I mean, I wasn't there, but from what I've read and, and knowing about like like what his strengths are. Growing um, up in the offices of Nintendo America. <laughs> it was very confusing because I don't speak Japanese, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, he Shigeru Miyamoto is a very big deal. Um, I mean, he rightfully so single handedly changed the like what it mean, what gaming means in general. You know, um, I could I could talk way too long about Nintendo's origins in the United States. I'm just I I'm just trying not to because uh, it's. It's so much fun for me, and so not fun for anybody who's listening. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm I'm down for some crib I'm notes. Okay, Let's all right, it. yeah. So I know I know Donkey Kong was the name, at least. Uh, is I mean, Kong's pretty self-explanatory. It's he's King Kong, and that's why Universal sued them at one mm-hmm. point. <laughs> yeah, that was cute. Yeah, <laughs> but Donkey apparently he was trying to find an English word that meant. St- stupid yeah stubborn yeah <laughs> or stubborn yeah. and he just chose donkey i'm gonna guess he didn't speak english at the time i mean <laughs> that means we were that close to having an ass kong <laughs> ass kong <laughs> oh my god that would have been so good yeah oh, i'm so, so frustrated <laughs> so what could it campbell been? do you know like mm. canonically for how little that means within nintendo <laughs> yeah. is is Jumpman actually mario yep yeah they like, just changed that's his name. the same universe yeah, yeah. all yeah, right just, just like pauline in donkey kong in what i don't know what is it 1981 yes whatever that is. wait what oh uh, is yeah. that peach it's not peach that's pauline the uh, the girl that you rescued the princess or whatever i don't know if she's a princess in this game she comes back much later mm-hmm. yeah she's uh, in, in she's in honestly oh and she's in odyssey yeah is she in oh that's right yeah she's Isn't like a she's trophy a, or an she's a character in isn't she a character? Not a playable no. one. But, okay. Do you have uh, Do you have Pauline's amiibo? <laughs> oh my god! Does she have one? Well, she's not a she's not a Smash character that you can play, so I don't have it. Okay. Um, that's it. That, I had to make that distinction for myself. Right. Buying why these. would you? <laughs> that would be silly. Well, yeah. No, it's I, I'm only buying every Smash one, which means that I have over seventy. Uh, All right. Of course. <laughs> I, I did not. Be, okay. Well, so do you know that that's not Donkey Kong though? That is. Is it not Donkey Kong? So it is Donkey that, Kong. It, no. Oh, wait no. a minute. It's in, like in his the grandma, canon, right? Is that what it is? It's Cranky Kong. That's right. Whose the name old... is Donkey Kong? Donkey Kong's a junior. Oh, that's a good point. No, no. <laughs> so there's Donkey Kong, and then there's Donkey Kong Jr., and that's the modern Donkey Kong's dad. So Donkey Kong so Jr. It's Cranky is Kong, Donkey Kong Donkey Jr., Kong. Donkey Kong. No, it's the grandpa. No, but, and but... then Diddy's the nephew. What? Okay, wow. Yeah. This is this this makes a lot of sense and I had this um on the back <laughs> burner in my sense. brain because right. Cranky Kong talks about being in that game. What? Yeah, what? do you ever go to Cranky's cabin? 
I usually uh, just speed through it, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he says... I don't know why I keep going. He says, the, oh my god, this is like such a gem. I love it. So if you go to Cranky Kong's cabin, the first thing he does is he gives you game tips. So he says, like, oh, if you use the ostrich, you can get here. I bet you didn't know that. And he whaps you on the head with his cane, <laughs> which is great. Yeah. But the other thing that he does is he... Is he I mean, he's basic, he was basically like a boomer to a millennial now, just saying, like, when I was a kid... You know, we kidnapped princesses. We had we ki- we captured princesses, <laughs> and, made and everything was eight bit. Jump over barrels. <laughs> everything was eight bit. <laughs> that's right. And so that's why when the game starts, that must be why um, it, it's on the scaffolding. I love that. <laughs> that that opening to like the soundtrack for even just the opening is so good. Mm. When like the beat drops in and Cranky gets angry, well, Cranky gets cranky. I guess would be <laughs> it sounds cranky redundant, but it's but it's true. <laughs> it really was a masterclass in like bringing it up to 1995s or forest right. standards and yeah. culture and everything wow oh oh so one, one this cuz this ain't your granddad's game <laughs> well it it almost is well well <laughs> <laughs> the, the well there's one more well, fun thing up. that you guys will enjoy about cranky kong so if you go to him and you talk about um <laughs> and, and you like let keep him talking for long enough one of his lines that he says is uh, I'm I'm frustrated because I can't go inside my cabin because there wasn't enough memory to, to render it. <laughs> which is, which That's is pretty good. So good. That's very self-aware. Yeah. I wonder. So one thing, and I'm I'm I might be jumping ahead a little bit, but I know that Rare, who made this game for Nintendo, um, was in Britain. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so well, I don't know if they're in Britain, but they're a, a British. I mean, player. yeah. It's an English company. I don't know where they're actually based at this point. Because yeah. they've made Battletoads. Maybe the hardest <laughs> game I've ever played. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, they I, made they made a lot of They made uh, Goldeneye. Right. And, and exactly. Yeah, yeah, Rare has a bunch of like a really stuff. long and incredible history. Yeah. Um, but at this point, what I was shocked about is there was, there was another game I played a lot as a kid. And that's Disney's Aladdin. And apparently, this was kind of made to compete with that, because that was <laughs> animated by Disney animators. Uh, oh. Do, do yeah. you want to hear something funny? Yes. I think, I don't know, I wasn't there again, but I think it was made <laughs> to compete with that, because they made it, uh, the Nintendo had an Aladdin game on the Super Nintendo. And it came out the same year that Sega's Aladdin game came out. But it was oh, it are, was is that not the same game? It's a, they were different. It's, they're completely different games. Oh, I've only played the SNES one. Yeah, the SNES one. I think I've great. only played the Sega one. Ooh, interesting. Okay, I have no memory of it. Maybe though, that should know. be a different episode. <laughs> I wonder. But um, there are... we track down Return of Jafar for SNES. Oh boy, no. But it's 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 interesting because I have both of them and I played I played them both. Right, honestly. The Capcom one, uh, which it was made by... That's the one on the Super Nintendo. It was made by Capcom. It's way better, in my opinion. Interesting. But it only sold about 1.8 million copies compared to... I can't... I don't remember. I don't know if I have the number. But um, the Genesis version of Aladdin sold a lot more. And well, he had a sword. The... That's probably why it sold more. Yeah, I mean, because I definitely related it to Prince of Persia in mm. my head. And then also, I think Sega had the Lion King game, which I remember playing as well, because I had a cousin who had yes. a... That was also very hard. Yeah, not was, even a Genesis. A I don't remember the, the handheld version of Genesis. The Oh, the... Um, I have one. What's it called? 
Um, game Gear. The Game Gear. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Which is a really screen, cool system. Took yeah. Like 12 batteries or something. Like, yeah, it took so many batteries <laughs> and ate through them. But, like, you'd plug in just a normal Genesis cartridge, which was really cool. Wait, what? Uh, that's what I remember, at least. Oh, maybe like, this is a different thing. Maybe this is, like, a PS1, like the ONE or something that was literally a... Because the Game Gear was a different system. It was I, Sega's I remember Game Boy. it being the same. Oh, there I might have again. been a version that you could just straight up, like, play Genesis games on. I don't know. That's my memory, which, you know, again, did not own the system, so... Ready to be wrong. I feel like Campbell's coming in with the. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm ready I'm, to be wrong. You're, name you're just, of this podcast. You're just blowing my mind right now because if this is true, this is like a huge deal. <laughs> and I'm Campbell probably, will need let, to let's, get let's it. Go, let's just move forward with me being wrong, then. You know, there might be. I think you know what. There could have been an adapter, um, or or maybe they had. Well, because they, they had just, their own. I just they, remember Jurassic Park Rampage and Earthworm Jim, the video games. <laughs> well, they had they ported a lot of games to the the Game Gear, um, but they were a different cartridge. I'm not sure. Maybe there was another that, console. That, that sounds right. Something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really matter. This is just one of those things. It's like semantics that, like, like nerd Campbell uh, gets very upset about. <laughs> I, did, I did not mean to upset you. I'm oh, it's so too sorry. late. I've, been, no. I've invited you onto this podcast, and here I am just upsetting yeah, you. Yeah, and you're, here you are blasphemizing the game gear <laughs> or something. I don't know. I got Great system, but yeah. <laughs> uh, so at that point, I think we're actually in the game. <laughs> Finally, We're what the is game. this game about? Wait, whoa! And then you have like a '90s transition where I get sucked into the game. <laughs> That's right. Captain we blast Man action hero yeah. you into Donkey Kong. Yeah, yeah. Interior this... treehouse day. <laughs> yes. You wake up. All your bananas are gone. No! <laughs> your grandpa's very upset. Yeah, that's how you. That's how that, you. That checks out. That is the beginning of the game. Let's talk about the plot of this game as if it matters. I'm so upset. <laughs> from the game gear thing oh yeah that too and it, this is carried over into the plot of donkey kong country because just like you can't keep that many bananas <laughs> they only save for like a week at best look donkey Whoa. kong is the authoritarian leader of you're, donkey yeah, kong island you're misunderstanding that cave is actually refrigerated and uh, they deep freeze these bananas for for later use. Okay, so it's like a this is a just this, sitting on wealth. Yeah, <laughs> this cave is like twenty degrees Fahrenheit. Also, let's be <laughs> fair. There's there's a lot of Kongs. You only see two of them, but there's three more in this game. And then every sequel has like two or three different Kongs. Mm, right. They're all they're all there. I think of Donkey Kong Island as only having Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong, but you've got a really good point. There's a whole community of Kongs on this island. There's cranky. There's candy. There's um, I'm not forgetting Funky, Funky, Funky Flights. He's he's Funky Kong. He's my yep. favorite. Uh, They've also we... just got like animals that do their bidding that might as well be a part of the Kong family. <laughs> You've got Winky the Frog. Winky the Frog. <laughs> got... It's the only one I remember. <laughs> Ongarde the Swordfish. Such a good name. Is that the name? Yeah, that's such a good name, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Ramby the Rhino. That sounds right to me. I think it's that's not right. Dino. I'm I'm impressed you're remembering all of them. I don't remember the ostrich. Yeah, he's got a... Oh, it's Espresso, I think. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. he runs, that's right. Yeah, these are, these are just names that have been in my uh, memory for 22 years, <laughs> no other reason. I think I think this game single-handedly gave me the impression that ostriches can fly. At least kind of. <laughs> I, I, oh, my God! When I was most recently playing, I was actually very confused when I hit the A button and it, <laughs> it like, flapped. And I was like, what are you even trying to do? That monkey, <laughs> that bird probably weighs as much as, like, Diddy Kong. <laughs> oh, what are God. we doing? Do you know probably the, the biggest thing that blew me away about this game playing it again 
besides just beating it and, and, and just reappreciating it, nostalgia, et cetera, et cetera. Um, mm-hmm. ex- <laughs> realizing that Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong have like differences within their gameplay. I mean, barely, but yeah. Like it, but any, any, but any. More at all. than I remembered. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's... I thought it was just you, just you could switch between them, and it's kind of like you have you get a mushroom yeah. and you get a bigger Mario. But there's about as many differences. Big Mario can do stuff, little Mario can't. Yeah, yeah. I was really surprised. Like, there's some enemies that you can jump on and take out as Donkey Kong because he's bigger, right? And he yeah. also has his ground pound thing, which I didn't find out until after I beat the game. <laughs> yeah, so, which I yeah. used successfully like once. Yeah, uh, and I didn't know because I just ended up playing as Diddy the whole time, not really thinking there was a difference, except it, that Diddy was a little bit faster. It felt so, so like there were enemies Diddy. I couldn't jump on and kill, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just thought that was a part of the game until you just said this. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like you don't know. But I didn't own the magazine that told it. me how to play, and there was no internet. So <laughs> what's a boy to do? I just I just noticed because I accidentally jumped on the same one with two characters and it and it worked with the big one. I was like, oh, because mm-hmm. he's bigger, right? Okay, sure. Yeah, you've got like the eighties uh, uh, Kremlin that's been doing uh, what's not jazzercising. What's the eighties like health craze? <laughs> oh, he's wearing yeah, the, he's wearing um, like a, a cocaine. Bodies. <laughs> he's wearing like a unitard though, that kind of you know just one piece that exposes his full chest. Are you just thinking of the "Let's Get Physical" video? I mean, this mm. they, they put they ported an extra from that music video into this game. <laughs> He's got a clever name too, because at the end, not only do we get the names Winky. of all like, the helpful animals in the Kong family, but they introduce yeah. every Kremlin to you too. And I was just like, yeah. "This is I'm not even skipping this. I'm down. Like, let's." Let, you know, tell me. Kremlin, Kremlin being the legion of <laughs> lizards that uh, work for K. Rule. K. Rule being invaded the island the invasive, and stolen all the bananas. The invasive royalty that has sent his lizard people out to steal the Kong's family uh, treasure. Is that the? Is that and the? Story? That is the plot of the game. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just Kremlin. I think it's just Kremlin's doing jazzercise in these caves, <laughs> just minding their this own craze business. Crazes caught and then, Kong Island. Yeah, and then these monkeys come in here and massacre all mm-hmm. these these all the lizard folk. Well, that wouldn't be, make any less sense as uh, as a use of the Donkey Kong intellectual property, <laughs> right? Because this as is being ported over just as a reminder from a gorilla has stolen a princess, and an Italian is jumping up girders and dodging barrels uh, to try and free her. Is this an Alex? Is this now an Alex Jones pod- podcast? <laughs> 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 I think I think we're in danger. If you if you if you're on Winky long enough, he turns you gay. <laughs> <laughs> right, because the chemicals in the water. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They didn't put that in the magazine. <laughs> I think that was actually in the manual in the back. If you, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I wasn't allowed to read the back section. Mm-hmm. It was too risque. Yeah, that's understandable. <laughs> so, so Campbell, one of the one of the big reasons I was excited to have you on for this episode is from a technical standpoint. I don't truly understand why this game looks the way it does it doesn't look like anything else at the time and of course like a year or two later everything has moved into 3d so this is kind of the last hurrah of 2d platforming of of this of this sort but i mean do you do you are you able to tell me anything yeah 100 yeah no i i uh, yeah i can explain um so yeah this game you're totally right this game looked it's like absolutely incredible compared to other games on the console and the ones that came before it at the time. You hear that, um, Sonic? 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it looked mm, okay. Well, I don't well, want. It's not like a rating system. It just it looks different. It's very it's very different looking. The style is very different. There's a lot more detail that that they have that other games can't typically have. Um, the reason why is because all of the sprites in this game are pre-rendered. Um, I feel like I should unpack some of these things so everybody who doesn't understand these terms can. Let's uh, do it. Glossary time. Yeah. So a sprite is basically it's just refreshing an and lemon lime flavored, right? They yeah, typically, typically. Uh, sometimes they're um, they've got some berry flavors, but oh. no. <laughs> uh, but a, a sprite in in uh, like video game terms is how they used to show basically anything on an old video game because uh, games didn't used to have 3D graphics like they all do now. Um, and so if you understand how animation works, uh, each frame of an animation, you know, you put them all together and make them uh, and change the image fast enough, it looks like it's moving. Um, they're doing that basically, but just with tiny pictures uh, that are only, you know, a few pixels tall by a few pixels wide. That's a sprite. And this is how games had been doing it for, you know, decades. So just so I'm understanding correctly, because uh, I thought I knew what this was and maybe I don't. But a sprite would be like Donkey Kong himself, and then he'd yeah. be made up of pixels, so pixels make up a sprite. Exactly, okay. yeah. Yeah, and then and then uh, the way that the game has it is there's a sprite sheet, if you want to get really technical, um, that has hundreds or thousands of sprites. that has all of the different frames of animation. Yeah, when I was talking about later, uh, like how when you beat the game, you basically just see walk cycles of all the critters, which is kind of fun yeah. if you understand animation. You're just seeing like... <laughs> basically the building blocks of the game come by showing you like the moving pieces that they use to build this world. And it's kind of cool. It was so delightful. I love how they recycled um, the animations mm -hmm. in the game to make a skit between Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong. That was really yeah. cool because they're not, they're not manually making new sprites just for this, this little thing right at the end of the game. That would be such a waste. Um, Especially since none of the kids are going to beat it. <laughs> um, I feel like I could have beat it now that I understand. Not Probably would have never beat the last two bosses, if I'm being honest. But yeah. I think the rest of it with enough repetition, not, if I had owned it, I would have beaten. I think I think I, I think I decided as a kid, and, and I, I kind of still agree. It, it wasn't really worth it at the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But let's like, let, let's let had, Sage have his flex, though, you know? You, yeah. You know, oh no, you could have. You, you could no. You totally could have done it. Yeah, I totally. I totally, yeah, totally could have beat it. Totally Guys, beat I mean, it. if I wanted to. Actually, no. I believe you could have. I just don't know if it would have been worth it. <laughs> yeah. That's all. Um. So so that's one term I, I that's defined as a sprite, and this game uses sprites still, but it doesn't look like it uses sprites as much, uh, because what they did is they they uh, pre-rendered every sprite. So uh, what that means, a, a render in computer graphics terms is when a computer takes a picture by calculating what something looks like from one angle um, with virtual lights hitting an object and bouncing off that object and into a virtual camera. Um, it's basically just like a, like a pretend lighting studio inside the computer. Um, this was really advanced in 94. That's when it came out, right? <laughs> Correct. Still, um, yeah, they they had specialized computers like like nowadays all computers can do this. Basically, they're powerful enough. But at the time, this was a really rare, expensive thing. So they had specialized silicon computer, um, like like hardware, basically built, purpose built to to make 
and render all of these different frames. So that's how this whole game is built. It's made with 3D models that are like textured and rigged and animated so that um, they have all of the different parts of the game and then they just took those and they turned them into sprites. So the walk cycle, which is a smooth walk cycle, they just took 30 or... Uh, yeah, about 30 frames total for the run walk, uh, slash walk cycle of Diddy Kong and Donkey Kong. And uh, they just separated it into... They, they sampled different images from each one, rendered it out, uh, and that makes up all the sprites in the whole game. Yeah, I got to... I th- we found... I found this, like, MTV interview uh, breaking... Like, where they, they send, like, this the ultimate 90s bro into Rare um, to interview different people about the game. And he's like <laughs> constantly trying to off people bananas. And <laughs> yeah, everyone it's, it's, in every shot has a banana. Oh no, these poor it's, developers. <laughs> it's it's so charming and terrible at the same time. But, um, you know, he, he does like make one of them show the, you know, renderings that they're working off of. And it's the first time that I'd seen those images mm. and they look great. Like, I mean, not great's maybe not the right word. Not but, by today's standards, but no, but like, it's interesting to see cause you're still working with the limitations of the super Nintendo. Right. Um, so they're taking these like pretty good looking models. I'm assuming they look like your amiibos and, <laughs> um, well, not quite de- as good. <laughs> de-resing them down to like the, the sprites that you wind up seeing in the final game. And, you know, it, it kind of is interesting now that, like, people are doing HD remasters of games. Um, and it looks like what I would assume the HD remaster would look like. So it's kind of interesting that it felt like, and I'm sure this is entirely wrong. Feel free to correct me. But it feels like they're starting with, like, an HD master of the game and having to port it down so it fits on the Super Nintendo. Yeah, I know... it's kind of like a pre-render, right? Yeah, so... that, yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's, pre- it's rendered ahead of time. Uh, current games render things in real time. So, so render. The reason I wanted to define these terms is because then we can like talk more specifically about things. Um, now we can get into it. Yeah, yeah. So modern games we go into the game inside. Well, we're already in this game. Oh, okay. My, my bad. <laughs> so we're this all... is the plot of most movies of the nineties. Yeah, we're so, all yeah. we're all pre-rendered right now. I don't know if you know. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, it's really. I'm staring at what used to be my hands, and all I see is pixels. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's fairly traumatizing, but <laughs> uh, but m- modern games uh, render uh, what you're seeing on the screen in the, in the same way but they do it in real time. They render what's happening uh, every every one sixtieth of a second for like a modern 60 FPS um, frame per second game. Uh, And it's doing all of those calculations that the computers had to do uh, or always have to do whenever they render something. And at the time, I bet you it took between like 20 minutes to hours to render one single one of these sprites. So gross that's why like this was such a big deal at the time yeah it's not good anybody mm-hmm. who's ever worked in cg stuff knows how, how painful rendering can be <laughs> i mean that's true in film too yeah it's similar and so the, the same word i mean render just means to make really uh, so they're doing different things but but yeah it's it's uh it's not fun having to wait <laughs> this technique um after this game got used all over the place and you guys have probably seen it in fact, I know you have before. Um, probably my favorite no, example. No, I've never played another game post-Donkey mm. Kong. I mean, you know, when you reach the peak of Donkey Kong Mountain, why 
what's what's the point? Yeah, it's a good thing I never beat it as a kid then. <laughs> so you can play other games. <laughs> but but yeah, like like Mario Kart sixty four. Um, if you guys have played that one, I have. The, I, I, I played that one. Yeah. Did you notice all the characters are not three D? No. Yeah, it's all pre rendered. They they okay. have like model the models and then they basically just took images of them. Uh, right yeah. behind them is that how smash angles. works as well because i remember like zooming in and seeing the polygons so i don't know if that's no no that's actually that's the that's so that's what the n64 could do could handle at the time is it could handle polygons and so if you guys play oh, are you talking again, about super mario kart Didn't... uh no so sorry mario kart 64 okay yeah so the one mm-hmm. on the n64 they use pre-rendered images for all of the players and that way you can afford to have eight different uh, unique assets that aren't full 3D models that are needed to calculate how the light's bouncing off of every single plane on these objects. Um, whereas Super Smash Brothers, um, they only had like four characters, and if you compare like what they look like, it's way simpler. Um, yeah. If you turn the cart, you might notice it like ch- it's very choppy. It like I, I remember there's like you can either be driving straight, left, or right. Yes, exactly. Like two. Yeah, yeah. yeah, those are the three the three like images that you have for your cart. Basically, it feels like right. Which is the limitation of using of uh, pre rendered sprites is like mm-hmm. you only have however many renders you made. Right, and in Donkey Kong, when you're playing it, especially for me, when you're playing as uh, Diddy Kong, his walk cycle seems to be like he's got a longer gait. So if you jump like mid his run, like it just ends the walk cycle. You know, it has that 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 let that lasted in video games for a long time. But it was a moment in Donkey Kong Country that always kind of sat with me. It was that he's like mid cartwheel, and then all of a sudden he's <laughs> jumping. You know. Yeah, you know what's funny is well, there's two things about that. Um, one thing is they knew about that, and I they... mean it's unavoidable. I I couldn't. I... <laughs> well, no, no. Not only did they know about it, but they embraced it. So did you ever notice when there was like a banana in a pit? You're like, how the hell am I going to get that? Because <laughs> I'll die if I jump right. in a pit. Yeah, that's yeah. how you get it. You roll, you cartwheel off the edge, and yeah, then you jump, and yeah, then you, jump. you get another jump in the air, defying yeah. gravity, and physics, and reality. But but they rarely like knew it, and they embraced it. So it's not a bug; it's a feature, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is cool. Um, and another thing that's interesting though is that that is a I think is a necessary compromise, even in games today. Um, yeah. I'd much rather, like, I mean, I wouldn't want them to finish the animation cycle before I jump. Right. <laughs> right, because you need control, because that breaks immersion way more than the animation looking unnatural. Um, because it's such an interesting thing. Uh, animation for games is so much different and harder than animation for normal things, because... Um, You've bit... got, like, this chaos factor that is the player. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, with all animation, the best, the, the reason it looks good, if it looks good, often is because there's so much anticipation in the mo in the movements but you don't get like you don't right. know what they're going to do so you have to compromise in some other way well and that's like those complaints of like you know when i'm playing uncharted 4 and they cut to a cinematics like a cinematic and it's mm. gorgeous mm-hmm. um or you like look at i don't know i'm thinking like red dead redemption and like it's doing a long conversation and i'm kind of bored so i'm moving the camera to increasingly ugly weird like viewpoints because i just have too much control and say over this moment in video game Uh, right you shouldn't mm. be able to move the camera within a movie (laughs) Mm. just be messy 
Yeah, I think that's and an it would interesting... replace Gavin's job. I think that's an interesting uh, yeah. <laughs> part of the art form that developers have been experimenting with for a while now. Um, yeah, and I've seen I've seen some very good things where I still do have hold of the camera and cinematics that are boring as shit. Like it's a very <laughs> fine it's a very fine line. I'm not, and those are both from the same studio. I think. Wait, is that right? No, it's Rockstar. Naughty, yeah, oh, yeah, Naughty Dog's a different one. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting that you brought Rockstar though, because they like Grand Theft Auto Five, for instance is probably my favorite example of animation done really well, but prioritizing the way it looks over the way it feels because it's not responsive. Hmm. I don't know if you guys have, <laughs> like, if, if you remember that one. I'm trying to remember which version of this. I remember, like, the driving feeling pretty good in 4 and oh, then yeah. feeling weird in 5, I think, when I first started it. Yeah. Or... Well, even not even just the driving, but the walking. Uh, like, yeah. if, you, if you are moving the character and you, like, like change direction quickly... The character kind of like saunters over in the other direction. It doesn't like snap, you know. I yes, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So aside from the uh, aside from the technological uh, innovation and in the graphics, what separates Donkey Kong from other platformers at the time? Do you think? I think it was the aesthetics. Um, I mean, because there's a there's plenty of pre-rendered games that were just just not good games um so like the the story world or the level design or what are you saying uh all of it everything coming together to make the game uh the it really the, is just firing on all cylinders yeah so there's kind of the a, music is is remarkable so fucking the controls good. are good yeah it um the level design is an interesting and like not unfair enough to where i feel like it's the game's fault <laughs> usually yeah yeah <laughs> you, i think sage with might a few exceptions that i said earlier but other than that like no <laughs> things are things are hard when they should be hard and you yeah. just you just gotta learn yeah it's true it's also really surprisingly not that repetitive feeling uh no i i sped through it like you like y'all on a on a replay uh on the suit on the my roommate switch mm. uh continuing to play people's systems that i don't own <laughs> uh yeah. Staying on brand. Never changes. <laughs> That's good. But um, yeah, it's uh, it. I had fun the entire way through. It didn't feel like a chore, even though I was doing it as research for this podcast. Do you think that difficulty is the right the right spot then? I mean, like you both, I did use the save state thing, and mostly I was trying to use it kind of the way Sage you were at like the checkpoints, basically the little barrels with the stars on them. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm, yeah. but there was definitely some of them where I'm just like, you know, I keep, I keep missing this moment. I'm going to freeze right before it and get it right. <laughs> Cause I, I ain't got time. <laughs> yeah. I definitely yeah. Did. The bees particularly got me. Mm-hmm. Uh, what were they? they stingers, something like that. They had a fun name. <laughs> Everything does. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad they told us what they were. <laughs> you know, it's crazy playing it again. That's like, it's not, it is a hard game at points, but it is not overwhelmingly hard. It is. It does not make me want to not play it. No, but I straight up like almost have. I, I mean, I'm going to use the word P- PTSD very loosely here, uh, mm. and like that game over with them covered in like band aids <laughs> is burned into my skull. <laughs> oh yeah, and like the the way that the 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 score also hits um, with the like, you know. Put yeah. in the real thing there so you don't have to listen to me doing that. The, the, the sound design <laughs> is, is really good. I mean, even when you're losing, it feels like you have lost, like, everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Sound design and score are on point. I want to talk about the music 
a lot because for some reason in my head I had remembered this as more chip tuny and it wasn't until mm. I played just now I'm like no that's a that's a score that's orchestral it's yeah I want to know and the levels feel really different partially because of the design and the color and the worlds because you jump between like your start out in the forest you're in like a, a weird industrial area there's the ice levels that you guys kept talking about you're underwater with on guard and then all the score like each of those worlds feels so different even though they are recycling like the only thing they're really recycling to me are the villains because you do get the okay here's this one guy here's this other guy it's the same guy in a different color <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 there's a couple variants they're also recycling so many assets within the level oh like, yeah design it's really like, only five or six different levels that's expected though yeah, yeah i mean yeah that's true probably like Maybe yeah, probably, like, probably like there's no, only 40 no, no. levels. In I was this gonna game, say less, I but I think I think you're right. Oh. Five or six <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> I'm just saying, like compared to Super Mario World, it's uh, yes, That's a <laughs> the good world point. feels pretty diverse. Yeah, it's all Super Mario World for me. I mean, I beat that game too as a kid, which is huge for me. I don't beat any games really, um, and it's all just a big mush of. Why, why is that, Campbell? Uh, <laughs> I just I don't want it to end if I like it. And if I don't like it, I want it to end, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Are you more likely to beat games that you don't like that much? <laughs> mm, maybe, honestly, yeah. Like like some of the most like impactful games for me, uh, like The Last of Us, um, what else? Um, I mean, especially I'm just imagining you just like walking out of a theater, like past the director, <laughs> and they're movies? like, what the fuck? What did I do wrong? Like, no. <laughs> I just really love your movie. I don't want it to end. Yes, yes, that's exactly it. And, and they're like, "Well, that doesn't track." And I'm like, "Well, that doesn't. I don't. I don't care because this is and my." Then you get in a fist fight, like, and you guys <laughs> yeah. haven't even actually left the theater yet. So yeah, I'm looking sorry, at you. director. Did you make this for me or for you? <laughs> I thought, yeah, like when the credits come up and it says, like, "Oh, composer, director, and Do you." I love that, <laughs> but I don't want to Do see you... it, so I don't finish the game. <laughs> Do you guys have a favorite song from Donkey Kong Country? Mm, well, I I mean, I think we're all going to have the same one. I mean, they're all really good. I, I got to admit, like, I feel like most people, there's even a great, there's a great Hard Times article about being tasked to do music for uh, for Donkey Kong riding a swordfish. And they're like, can you just make some, you know, <laughs> some, some, some sweet jams for this? And he's like, no, I'm going to write something fucking transcendent. Yeah, I wondered something like that if the composer decides how, how much freedom. Because I know how it works in movies for the most well, part. Well, you got to remember, this is the 90s, and uh, Rares are fucking 90s. rebels. Um, yeah, oh, but, yeah, but I mean, no, you, you take the, the, <laughs> the chip they, tune they break them. <laughs> of, that a lot of other games have at the time, and uh, the, the composer of this, I don't have my notes in front of me, Dave Sims? Dave, Dave something. Dave Wise, I think. Dave Wise, Dave yes. Dave Wise, yeah. Uh, he just mostly goes with like big band swing <laughs> it fucking mm, works mm -hmm. yeah for me it's the opening theme like honestly the the way that this game opens with i think it's cranky kong putting on a record player and it's it's got like a swing soundtrack and then a boombox falls from the sky and shatters the uh oh. the record player 
and Donkey Kong just comes in dancing, and you're just like, yeah, let's let's fucking do it. This wait, is did, great. Wait, did you? I could be wrong about this, but I'm fairly certain. I don't know if you caught this. That was transitioning from the original Donkey Kong theme on the arcade cabinet. Oh, really? I think it was. If it was, I mean, it was. It was the same. Um, I have it behind me. I could find out right now. <laughs> But I'm pretty sure because I remember. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I've heard it so many times. I'm like ninety. I'm like ninety percent certain that's the original Donkey Kong arcade cabinet. It's great. It's it's so good. So they're bringing it into the like the nineties from the eighties, which is brilliant. I, um, I would have to go with, uh, I think it's called Aquatic Ambience, oh, which yeah. is obviously just, I mean, never a more accurately titled song. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hard Times had yeah. it right. Yeah. Just Man's the way task I was just going to sing Gamble's things again. For a monkey riding a swordfish underwater creates yes, transcendent exactly. piece of music. Oh my god. It, that song is helpful to me in my everyday life. <laughs> like, if I need to just calm down. <laughs> I yeah, feel like I would put this on to study. If yeah. I thought about it, in... yeah. Instead of like anime beats to chill and relax, <laughs> Nintendo's leaving money yeah. on the table, not releasing like a calm style app with <laughs> Donkey Kong just guiding meditation for you. <laughs> I would yeah. love that, and then it's... Donkey Kong just grunting instructions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever that sound How... is, <laughs> them screeching. How does this game work as uh, as a multiplayer? That's something I'm fascinated with, because I feel like later Donkey Kong games kind of upped the... Some of them even have co-op, like you can actually both be playing at the same oh, time. Oh, this one, this one has... Oh, I see what you're saying, both be controlling something. Yeah, not like Switch Off, which mm. I feel was most platformer two-player games. Yeah. I, I, this or if was you're the playing Sonic, game... if you're lucky, you can stay on the same screen as Sonic. <laughs> this was definitely the kind of game that I remember <laughs> like playing, like if I played it with like my little sister or something... She did the attention span for it for like 30 seconds, maybe two minutes, where, you know, she's just kind of there and then she leaves. Is my memory of this kind of game, trying the multiplayer? Or like uh, even Super Mario Galaxy, where one person plays as the hat? <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? what is, it's just not this, you're not, it's not a two player game is the way it feels to me. Yeah. I mean, it is fun that, like, your fa- your friend fucks up and suddenly it's your turn. <laughs> I do enjoy that. Because it also means you're playing the game just waiting for your friend to die. <laughs> well, that's how, I mean, that, right. that's how we played two-player games in the 90s. Yeah. Is we would just sit next to each other, watch each other play, and then when they died, we would play. Yeah, but that's so how much more Contra instant. worked. That's like, how... Like Battle Super Mario like, Dragon, had that you built in, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I, I like that this had, like, an in-world lore explanation, like... For the handoff, and then they do that cool high five behind the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's I do I do appreciate that. I actually I got to play it um, as an adult. Um, I I played it with with a friend, uh, Massimo. Was it was here? Uh, you remember Sage? I mean, you you also played it with me, but sure. <laughs> did, no, did we play it together? Yeah, I mean, no, we played we played Donkey Kong Country two. With that's, Trixie, where you yeah, could, for like twenty, that's throw true. each other. Yeah, for a few seconds. Yeah, Donkey Kong Country yeah. Two. That's a whole another ball pit of uh, yeah. plastic. But <laughs> but yeah, no, it was it was cool. It was interesting. Um, Massimo lost his my, my friend lost his attention 
he lost his attention pretty quickly. <laughs> Probably like yeah. four or five stages in, he was like, I don't want to do this anymore, but this is fun. That sounds right. Um, of course, he he didn't have to play it for a podcast, though, so I guess that's not the <laughs> difference. <laughs> well, hmm. I think we might be ready to move beyond Donkey Kong Country and into the future. So if I remember correctly, Rare just got to make a bunch of Donkey Kong games and kept a healthy relationship with Nintendo and everything was, was good forever. Is that right? Oh, uh, yeah. No, no. Uh, that's exactly what happened. No, I, actually, hold on a second. I'm getting a note here from my from my producer. Uh, we brought a producer to our podcast. I did. Well, no, he's just in my ear, you know? I'm pressing my finger to my ear. I don't think that's in our budget. Oh, okay. Well, hold on a second. Let me just... Yeah, no, they told me you're fired. Oh, damn it. Again? No, I'm talking to the producer. Sorry. <laughs> oh. You can do that, right? You could fire your producer. Is that not how that works? I <laughs> not my experience. So yeah, like what was it? Twelve years ago? Was it more than? Hmm. Sorry, eighteen years ago. Yeah, I don't feel. I just think feel uh, Rare has not been a thing for <laughs> quite some time. Well, it exists still, but it's owned by Microsoft. Rare still they, makes they, tons of games. Yeah, Microsoft acquired Rare in two thousand two. It's also so why it's such a huge deal that Banjo Kazooie. Uh, was brought was brought into Super Smash Brothers because well even didn't they have to wait on Diddy Kong for a while? Maybe. Well, what's interesting is even even after the acquisition, they still uh, continued to support the franchise for um, the Game Boy games. Real quick, because I feel like we didn't actually establish this. You're telling me that Rare stopped working for Nintendo and went and worked for Microsoft. Well, they, okay, so they were always separate. It was a separate production studio, and they mm -hmm. made games for, for whoever um, would pay them to, I guess. Um, but, That's, but yeah, that is that, how it works. But then they were acquired by Microsoft. So they, so Rare is now part of Microsoft. Um, and so now Microsoft owns all of the IPs that Rare had. And they just stopped working on the Donkey Kong Country games after doing was it three? Did they work on the N sixty four? Oh boy. Uh they did do the N sixty four one, yeah. 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 But they also did Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Yeah. Which is probably where some of that bad blood started to happen oh, because man. that's I obviously not a game Nintendo game. <laughs> really wanted and they didn't they actually didn't publish it. It did come out on sixty four. Right. But they had to get a different publisher. How, so what does that I would mean, assume. I mean, I played the hell like, out of that on N64. I think that means someone to actually like make the cartridges and distribute. Would, yeah. But this isn't like an Atari thing, where like Atari was just like. Or I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of Nintendo more as like the Apple iOS store rather than the. Mm, no, they would uh, license out people to 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 make games for them. Nintendo, Nintendo besides aesthetically, had mm -hmm. not that much control over Donkey Kong Country. I'm I'm just saying though that like. If they didn't want the game to come out for N64, they could block it, right? I mean, probably. I don't know. I, I, so, so this that is Nintendo official seal of approval thing's tricky. It doesn't really mean anything. Well, no, it does. It does. The reason that they have the official seal of approval is because on the NES, anybody could... It's a lot like the Atari, like you were saying. Anybody could make uh, a game, which is how we got all the Bible games, which are nuts. They're absolutely insane. Wait, are there Bible games for the N64? For the like NES. Oh. Yeah. You, know, you play is this as part like, of your childhood? Did you grow up with... No. Uh... Well, this is part of my teens watching it and learning about it on YouTube and, and oh, okay, like, pining okay. over these games as a, as a wannabe collector. But uh, no, you play as Noah and you got to get all the goats onto the ark. <laughs> it's a trip. Fair enough. Yeah. 
That sounds great. I'll have to play that game. <laughs> yeah, right. You gotta co- oh. Do you have to collect all the animals? Is are, is there going to be like a Noah Pokemon Go at yeah, some point yes, that your but mom it's will just, play? But it's just goats for some reason. There's more than two, and it's just mm-hmm. goats. Pokemon goats. So this actually leads to something interesting. Because of that Nintendo seal of, of approval, they have a chip on the cartridges that only lets you... Uh, that only lets them work if there's like this security key that only oh, okay. Nintendo makes. And so what's interesting is these Bible games that had to get made um, wanted to wanted to make a Bible game for the Super Nintendo, which had the security chip on it, which so you need that seal of approval, right? Um, and so the way that they got around it was by having a cartridge port on top, and it would pass through the credentials from whatever game you put on top of it so that you could play Oh wow! Their unlicensed Doom port, which was <laughs> another Noah's game, where you basically go wow. around. <gasps> yeah, it's a it's a shooter where you have a, a um what's it called a slingshot and mm-hmm. you're shooting sedatives at sheep <gasps> that are trying to attack you. I, That's so the, great. Yeah, Gavin, it's we need to track down some of these old Bible games <laughs> to review them. Well, I mean, if we get that one, we can just do a whole like Doom spinoff experience because you know I still want to talk Leviticus about Leviticus HD. <laughs> Can oh, yeah. check Quest, Quest? Coming soon. Like just as a one off question. Uh which one? Checks Quest. I, I don't think I did, no. Okay. Don't worry um, about it. No, but the Bible games put a whole new spin on the on the Genesis as a concept. The Sega Genesis? Uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. I mean that was the bit. You, you So you did it. <laughs> so Rare goes on. They I mean they do make uh, Donkey Kong Country 2, 3, 64. Uh, but and by then the time, all the Game Boy games and Banjo Kazooie is also on on sixty four, mm-hmm. and then from there on everything is Microsoft. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is and and Goldeneye. Goldeneye, right? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I've al- I've always been curious how those copyright things have have worked, and most of my influence as an adult has been through Smash. Right. Uh, because I was wondering like why it took so long to get Diddy Kong and then everyone else. And I think there was actually a rights issue or, I mean, Smash Brothers has been better about working out third-party deals in general. I don't know if K. Rule and mm-hmm. Diddy are a part of that, the way that Sonic and Snake and now right. it's getting really out there with Street Fighter and like they're, they're <laughs> games that aren't on Nintendo. Because did Diddy join in the most recent Smash? Or no, was he, he joined in Brawl. So that was um, yeah. Diddy's been around for a bit, but even I mean, Diddy's a big enough character. It's kind of surprising he wasn't in Melee. I guess so. I mean, you can only have so many characters. Yeah, that uh, is I mean, they fit Marth and Roy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, no, those are the thing is that once those you are have, faces of a franchise, though. Yeah, and also Nintendo owns them. No so. one had heard of that franchise in America when Melee came out. Which is uh, which is what's so amazing about Super Smash Brothers? They did the same thing with the N sixty four game. Nobody had heard of NES mm-hmm. from Earthbound, right? Or Pit. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. Well, I like mean, those are games we, that existed, but yeah. uh, we we knew who Kid we knew Kid Icarus. Uh, maybe. I mean, my litmus test for for these questions are pretty much if Campbell is familiar with these characters. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so you you were asking about rare something interesting. About that is they had the uh, Microsoft had the rights, had, you know, they owned all of this. So they tried to capitalize on that and use it. But what's so frustrating for all of the fans is that they so poorly mismanaged um, all of these IPs. They tried to come out with Banjo. Uh, so there's Banjo Kazooie, which was is one of the greatest games of all time, according to a lot of people. Um, and then they had Banjo Tooie, which is a great name. 
they were scheduled to come out with Banjo 3E, but then they got acquired, and so it has been, like, delayed and held off ever since. Oh. Yeah. Like, is there still a possibility of another Banjo-Kazooie coming out at some point? I mean, I More doubt importantly, it. does that mean that we get a Conker's Worst for a day? Honestly, very possibly if some if somehow the rights get transferred to someone else i don't think microsoft is gonna put their neck out for that (laughs) especially not in 2020 (laughs) thq who i looked it up is the distributor that they might have the rights now i don't know Hmm, or they might be involved or willing to produce that that was i think conquer's uh worst for a day or whatever you want to call it would be would, would sell well probably but but yeah, no, they they basically Microsoft came out with a bunch of really uh and when I say a bunch, I mean two really awful Banjo Kazooie games that were um just huh. sad. Um just sort of development failures. Uh makes makes everybody really sad because uh everybody really, really loves these characters in these games, which is why I mean people cried when Banjo Kazooie came into Smash because it's the first time that he came back home to a Nintendo console and like was it 10 years 20 years <laughs> been a while yeah it was a very emotional moment for for some gamers i feel like i'm the only one who hasn't played that series now banjo kazooie yeah i it's haven't really great. played it it's like a better version of donkey kong 64 <laughs> also both of these were games that i just read about in nintendo power and mm. never played <laughs> So the weird thing, I watched a video about Donkey Kong 64 earlier today, and what I totally forgot is that's, um, it takes a Metroidvania approach, which, uh, those are those style of, of backtracking side scrollers named after obviously Castlevania and Metroid, Mm -hmm. uh, where you'll have to just go back through all the shit you just did. And it's, it's mildly frustrating on the 2D games. It doesn't take that much time. When you're going through a 3D world and have to go through load screens and everything, I remember that breaking Donkey that Kong 64. That sounds terrible. I, yeah. I think it's just more in the level design. Like, you can have backtracking be really fun and enjoyable. If Yeah, you... a lot of the Zeldas have done it very well. Yeah. Yeah. Those sounds that's terrible. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> well it, I think a lot of it's like, how long does it take? Yeah. Yeah. So if you have ways to work around. Uh, or warp to different areas so that you don't have to redo a lot of the yeah. things where like the value the first time you're doing them is the exploration and discovery once you've done yeah. that the values in that is gone and so if you if you just sort of nip out any of that or if you give new value and new discovery so show the same place from a different perspective or add mm-hmm. different things happening then i, I will i will admit that uh super mario 64 does like collecting stars is super fun <laughs> uh, and it like that is something that I feel like I hate in almost every other game. Uh, even the idea of it like doesn't makes me not want to watch Dragon Ball Z <laughs> because they're just out there collecting balls. It sounds awful. Yeah. Uh, somehow like Super Mario sixty four and Pokemon get a pass. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, that's pretty much how it works. So Gavin, I think we're pretty much at the time where we can run our final judgments. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you like to remind? I mean, I know what our rating systems are, but if you want to tell Campbell. Oh, yeah. Is, is it bananas? It's, it's... Uh, yes, yes, it is It is banana-based. Um, is Donkey Kong still bananas? <laughs> is it... Uh, better as bananas. Is it, is, was it appealing, but is it better as bananas? <laughs> well, appealing. Uh, I've got a really interesting... Before or is, we... it, is it rotten, covered in bruises? Should you take it out and throw it in the compost? <laughs> right, what stage of, like, is it... It's too too fresh... 
just right. <laughs> uh, it's bread, banana bread, and it's nobody's eating this. I, I hate bananas, but let, let's 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 move on to judgments. Finding a um, new co-host. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's. I think it's. Uh, no, I meant. Do you want to host this show with me? <laughs> oh yeah, let's do it. Sure, man. Well, hold on. Before we before we come to a final conclusion on the game, I've got one last thing that I, that I know uh, Sage yeah. will really like. See, I like how we were just because the one thing we didn't talk about was uh, King K. Roll's fake ending where you've beaten him and oh, the credits yeah. start rolling. Oh man! And we need, uh, we do need to talk about that. Okay, let's <laughs> and do it, it says like, yeah, I, I don't know. Bad. This this was our fake ending, you know, fake out. We're back. I'm sorry. <laughs> we did it. You thought K- King K. Roll Kremlings was down for the count, one. but he's back up and he's killed you, and you have to start the whole level all over again. We pull, we pull it was all a bit. Roll. It was all planned. <laughs> Uh, Campbell, as you were saying, I'm just sorry. Just gotcha. No, yeah. No, that was... Gotta go I, through the whole podcast also, again to get on to that, final judgments. On that note, yeah, on, on that note, um, starting from the beginning of the podcast... Did you? How did you feel about the fake credits? Oh, I loved them. Wasn't they, that great? I, I actually, <laughs> I straight up like looked away from the from the game. I put the controller down <laughs> and I looked up, and I had lost a life. Oh, <laughs> it's like what they the got fuck? You. They got <laughs> yeah. you. Could just go. No, back. they totally got me. I was, um, I was so surprised. It was like I'm not even mad. Like that was good. <laughs> well, what's fun too is the fake credits are like. Spelled with a K. Yeah, they're all with a K. <laughs> and they have like uh, the the what was it like the creative team was right with, with a K. K was the Kremlin, this Kremlin. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Man. That was good, but was but beautiful. yeah, the, something I wanted to bring up talking about the future of games is how this impacted games as a whole. How this game and games like it impacted games as a whole. Um, because I mean, you guys have probably played a game like this, an indie game or something uh, similar in the last 10 years that has been very uh, heavily stylized towards games of this era. Um, you know, these pixel games are, they have a huge resurgence. And because yeah. of that, this is happening again. The the graphics, the pre-rendering concept um, has happened again. So do you, do you remember Dead Cells? I've, I've heard of it. Okay. Oh, yes. He's heard yeah. of it from I know, me because I play that game all the goddamn time. It's a very good game. Very good game. What's interesting about Dead Cells is it's all pixelized, right? But it's an indie game made with a very small team. I think they had one artist, maybe two. So uh, Thomas Vassar, Vassur, I'm probably saying that wrong. Uh, he, he he helped them develop this pipeline where they take 3D models of uh, a character and then they animate them and they rig them in, and animate them in 3D. And then they render them just at a really low resolution. <laughs> and then that gives them the pixel art. And so this this way he doesn't have to draw because it's the standard way of making sprites is uh, is manually going in on the computer and drawing all the art. Um, he doesn't have to draw thousands and thousands of, of sprites because not only uh, is he doing this, but also this game runs at sixty frames per second. So that's an insane number. Like even just running uh, just the run cycle, that's got to be one hundred twenty sprites. It's insane. And and they brought it into the next generation too because something Sage has noticed and and I'll recommend anybody who who checks this out. Um, one of the most amazing things about Dead Cells visually is it has lighting that changes, which you can't do with sprites. Right. Yeah, 
It's crazy. So what they did is they took the 3D model and they took advantage of the fact that it has shape that like light could could hit, and they mm-hmm. make what's called a normal map um, that basically maps which direction the face is based on the color that the that the that it's that it's giving off. And using this normal map, they can have real time realistic lighting change on a character without having to generate millions of sprites for every possible orientation of the light. So it's just super cool that, like, excuse me, all of these methods and... uh, Are really making a comeback. Yeah, 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 just because of the passion for this style. I will say, because, yeah, there's, like, games like Shovel Knight, which I've heard really great things about, and um, there's also, like, a kind of cleaner version of it with, like, uh, Hollow Knight, all those night-based games, you yeah, know? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. There's a lot of them. And, C- Celeste is another great platformer that's got yeah, that pixelized Bra- style. Yeah, Braid was one that I remember playing some, too, with, like, very innovative. Because with these very simple games that are just... Even if you aren't growing up with Donkey Kong Country, it's now just an understood... Yeah. Like, the platformer <laughs> language. language is yeah, built in. that's true. Which, like, I-, I wanted to say, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze Still is... Still a great game. It's beautiful, too, it's just like the yeah. art direction and the worlds that they're really focusing on, which goes back to this game, which to get us back to the rating system, I'm going to go ahead and say this game is still bananas. <laughs> <laughs> and um, even, But in this case, pretend I like bananas. And uh, this is a really good game. And a lot of that is just how beautiful it looks. It handles really well. And then the soundtrack that this entire series has is just so good. <laughs> oh, yeah. This game is big plantains. Big plantains, yeah. I'd I'd say it's ten, uh, like like red bananas, out of that makes no sense on our scale. Ten yellow bananas. No, and you just, you just in, why are you forcing a different scale into this podcast? We what? have rules. Damn it! This is twelve red balloons out of five packages of bananas. Wait a minute. When you guys rated gargoyles, you rated them like like with bananas. That is. Neither here nor there. <laughs> what are you guys doing using bananas for everything? Okay, so... Can't believe you're reason- fired, Gavin. You're hired again. I have, a- <laughs> I have a reason, though. I have a reason, because this game defines so much of what we know as, like, uh, like platformers and graphics and... This game like, brought aesthetics. bananas to America. It did. It brought... <laughs> so, so in that, um, I think it defines a new genre of banana. No, that's where I'm. That's that's how I. Okay. So the I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go ahead and reiterate for the audience. I think you still think this game's good. Oh heck is yeah! That, oh okay. yeah! Nostalgia glasses just, on or off. It's 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 worth playing. Great. Just checking. All right. Especially you know, if you universal can... still good stamp. <laughs> that's the stamp sound. Especially if you can cheat. Right. <laughs> yeah. The freeze. The freeze stage didn't <laughs> yes, hurt. It does help. <laughs> It is, uh, I would say it is maybe better now <laughs> that you can play it, you know, yeah. one, you can also play it while laying down on the couch in a way that kind of hurts your neck after a while, <laughs> hypothetically. Or even just go on YouTube and look up Donkey Kong Country water theme. Just, <laughs> just putting on the Donkey Kong Check Country OST right in the background, I, mm. I definitely highly recommend. I'll be, I'll be doing that right now after... A section I'm very excited about, uh, reboot time. Want to hear my pitch? We're reviving a canceled undercover police program from the 80s. Oh, it's not a remake, it's a reboot. You see, the guys in charge of this stuff lack creativity. What the fuck is a reboot? And are completely out of ideas. We're working on this with Shriekwell and more of a screen So all they do now is recycle shit from the past. And 
don't even make squeakles. Expect us all not to notice. I like it. Another! Now, when I say reboot, I'm not necessarily interested in talking about making more games I out of it. I think this came back as Donkey Kong Country yeah, they, 2. They did that Yeah, they one. did reboot this. And 3. So, and oh, there's not a lot to talk yep. about with them making it. They went all yeah. the way up to Donkey Kong 64. Uh, <laughs> they made... Yeah, that was, there were 63 other Donkey Kongs. <laughs> it was a lot. I was sleep really on that joke. <laughs> oh, man, I should have made that joke an hour ago. I'm so <laughs> mad at myself. <laughs> they had a lot but, of Oreos that I they're missing, too, actually. <laughs> I would like to hear some terrible pitches uh, to make this into a movie. I don't want this to be a movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, this was already a TV show, uh, which I vaguely really? remember from, like, the time when... I don't because again I didn't have cable growing up, which we've stated in this in this rules of this in the the backlog of this podcast. But that meant that I'd like it's canon catch bits and pieces of what was on television at other people's houses, and they would le- live in infamy as usually just great television that I was missing. Like I loved the idea <laughs> of the Mega Man television show; seemed amazing to me. I really, really wanted to watch that. Sonic also had a TV show that I know has spawned a very weird corner of the internet. Oh, there's a uh, few. There's a few <laughs> shows, actually, but yeah. Yeah, there was Super, <laughs> Super Mario Bros. Fun Time or whatever. Was oh, a no, I just, mean, I just mean Sonic. Like, Sonic has oh. like, a lot of shows. and they At all... least five corners of the internet. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, so Donkey Kong was also in this era where, again, like... These TVs could turn out like these 3D models of Donkey Kong uh, that when then they would de-res and make into a game and it would look pretty good for the time. But um, I remember seeing bits and pieces of the TV show, which was early 3D CGI. And um, even at the time, it was just like... Beast like, Wars or what? Yes, yes. Like the, it, was, it was pretty nightmarish looking in a way that like, and it was written for kids. Like, it's some very dumb, very silly, very silly stuff. But, like, you kind of can't take your eyes off it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did you just look up a... Uh... Uh, so just the thumbnail was playing? And, uh, no, I'm... Uh, okay. Well, I didn't really need to sleep tonight, so I think this is... Gonna be, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be all right. So is oh your pitch God. bringing back the Donkey Kong TV show? Yeah, I, I'm make saying Campbell like, why, watch it why, with one why of mess those, with something uh, that's orange goggles? You know, oh. ten out of ten banana Kongs or whatever. Oh, we're bringing back their mouth. <laughs> Gavin's mouth. <laughs> yeah, it's got that. Those the you know the, you can tell that Smash took a lot of notes from that series oh. when they ported Donkey Kong over. They just really the way, got it right the first time. Oh, when they go from an E sound in the mouth. To an ooh sound, the mouth is so wide. Just the distance, the sheer <laughs> mileage that it has to travel <laughs> for the edge of the mouth to make an ooh sound. Mm. Okay. I yeah, no. I, I my my pitch for a movie would be that you have like a series of historical footage of Donkey Kong Island seceding from the Kremlin Empire, <laughs> and uh, this is. Uh, the youngest, the new, new King K. rules taken over for his father. Right. Uh, much like Donkey Kong is now kind of, unfortunately, this is still like, uh, very monarchy based for both of these systems, Mm -hmm. you know, really along bloodlines. Uh, but 
the young King K. Rule is coming over to try and reacquire um, Kong Island to be part of the Kremlin Empire. And this is Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong and Trixie? Dixie Kong? Trixie Kong? Those, those are both Candy. Kongs, I think. Those are both Kongs, yeah. There's, there's too many of them. But yeah, they're, they're making their, their big stand. Hmm. And yeah. So, so you're basically making like a Game of Thrones. Yeah, that, that would be my hope, yes. Uh, <laughs> the, a Game of Kongs. Yeah, Gang, yeah Kong, Kong of, thr- of Bananas. <laughs> <laughs> and instead of th- swords, it's every time bananas. we replace a word, it makes less and less sense. So, <laughs> no, I think it's I think it's still trash. <laughs> right. But yeah, that's mine. Uh, mm. Kong Kong of Thrones. A song of uh, <laughs> a song of Engardes and Rambies. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Throne of Donkeys. Hmm. How would mine? How would mine start? It would be a black screen, and then it would just say <laughs> "war" with an exclamation mark. <laughs> okay, right. I'm with you. War and pestilence so, like, have ravaged the lands. <laughs> Warlords have have taken over uh, Kong Islands and every other place in the Donkey Kong universe. And Diddy Kong's been dead for years. <laughs> Kong, Donkey Kong, uh-huh. uh, is he's just tired. He's retired from the from the hero game, and he just wants to be left alone in his treehouse and eat his bananas. Uh, but the precocious uh, girl cog next door, we'll, we'll say it's Trixie. We'll recast Trixie as a younger generation. Uh, they strike up a friendship begrudging as she helps around the house, because, you know, Kong can't really climb down and back up the treehouse, so she, he needs someone to, to bring her food. Right. Uh, until a gang of Kremlings kill her. <laughs> <gasps> and from like there on, it's it's Logan, it's Grand Torito, <laughs> it's uh, Rambo Last, but Rambi so Last Blood you're, is what I'll call it. Rambi Last Clint Blood. Eastwood's, uh, Donkey Kong. Uh, yeah, that's what that's what my picture. Old Man Kong. Oh and God, just, I really like that. Like mm-hmm. you fridged both Diddy and Trixie in in like two sentences. <laughs> well, Diddy was pre-fridged. <laughs> like Diddy's just been dead for years. It's a Frank Miller band. It's Frank Miller's Old Man Kong. You know, you open on like the the photo of Diddy Kong and Donkey Kong hanging out together. And then a big like muscular hand comes down and lowers it. (laughs) 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 Yeah, so that's that's my movie. I like that. I actually, I would, I would watch Logan, except just replace all the characters with Donkey Kong characters. (laughs) Yeah, that's I mean, that's great. Oh man! And then, like the uh, X twenty two, the the young Logan is just the uh, like a younger Cranky Kong, the the original yes. Donkey Kong. I know that's a hard timeline, but hmm. okay, no, no, that works. That tracks for me. I like that. Okay, so do you want to hear my pitch? I've got, I've got one. Yes, it's a Love Island, um, but like Banana Love Island, and it's just <laughs> it's like a reality Bachelorette show, you know, where um. Donkey Kong is trying to just, just find love in this crazy world. And I think it would be good um, having all the contestants, except none of the other contestants are any of the other cast. The other contestants are mm-hmm. real, just real people. Yeah, I assumed they weren't gorillas <laughs> just, or monkeys or whatever. No. Is Donkey Kong a gorilla or a monkey? Yes. Are gorillas monkeys? I forget. He's a he's con- I don't Kong. think they are, right? I don't think he's either. Actually, <laughs> he's just the missing link. He is a donkey. <laughs> yes, he, that's he's right. He's a donkey Kong. <laughs> okay, now I'm going to Google something that. Um... It's 30% donkey, 30% Kong. All, All right. 
hole something. <laughs> I've Honestly, never... all these pitches are better than I thought they were going to be. So <laughs> I'm pretty happy. Good segment. Good segment. It stays. Stamp I... sound. <laughs> Still I have, good. I have never before Googled, what is Donkey Kong? <laughs> um, and that is, it's not helpful. Like the answers are not useful at all. But mm-hmm. I'm really traumatized by that um, existential concept. <laughs> well. So thank you for that. <laughs> oh, wait, no, here it is. Affectional gorilla character. Sorry. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> okay, that was not helpful. No you got the answers yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. Less entertaining. Thank you for being on helpful. this informing podcast, informative yeah. podcast. This is where you Google things and we just read Wikipedia. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what we're going for. Um, All right, so to recap... Game's still good. Rare's still Kong's making... still a gorilla. <laughs> I'm still a gorilla. Rare's still making games. Uh, go play Rayman. My bananas are spoiling. <laughs> well, I guess I've been Gavin. <laughs> I continue to be Sage. And you can find us at, at StillGoodPod on various medias. You can write into StillGoodPod at gmail.com uh, to tell us why we are correct about all our Donkey Kong Country opinions. Campbell, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on my website. Um, that's artstation.com. Uh, Are you slash, I'm typing it in because I've forgotten it. it into yeah, I've definitely okay. forgotten it. Uh, uh, slash cramble or cramble dot C-R-A-M-B-L-E dot artstation.com. Um, that's where you can find some of my 3D work. Um, and as long you as also, your SEO is good, you know, if they miss a letter or two, it'll work out. See, I don't know. <laughs> I got a weird sounding everything. <laughs> I did such a bad job with my marketing. <laughs> but uh, I've also got an Instagram, and that's at Cramblist, because Cramble was already taken. <laughs> Aww. And so I'm the Cramblist. Uh, that's <laughs> By at, default. C- yes, of course. Yeah. Uh, at C R A M B L E S T. So that's me. All right. Well, thank you so much for, for going on this journey with us to Kong Island. Thank you for bringing me. Uh, it has been a lot of fun, um, a lot of excruciating, um, mind blowing, nostalgic fun. So, a lot of lot of sprite talk. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a it's a soda too, like Evan mentioned. Yeah, it's a... <laughs> which definitely sponsored this episode. And uh, wow, oh, what's money? Wait, here's, here's the here's our sprite commercial. Where is the credits? Do I get sprite money? <laughs> probably we probably own nintendo for all the times we've, <laughs> we've said it if they you know what if they uh if they had any say in it the way that they work uh, yeah i was gonna say we literally plugged work. the the switch online system and part of me was like ah shit we're gonna have to pay them money <laughs> <laughs> to, for, the for, for advertising, advertising. <laughs> yeah that's how that works and they owe the copyrights to all of our great kong ideas <laughs> oh, no. they have they have better lawyers. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for coming with us. And uh, you're coming back for Donkey Kong's 2 through 63, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, accurate. Okay. Um, cool. I'm well, not we'll looking see forward you then. to it, but yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.